0: Good morning everyone, lovely to see you all this morning, lovely to see all the babies, (laughs) so cute, Um, but obviously everyone else as well, (laughs) lovely to see you guys, but yeah, it's lovely to be together and I wanted this morning to carry on from what Adam has been sharing um, on the power of story and I find it really interesting how we can tell and retell our stories so many times and in so many different ways. Adam said, and in our life group we had a really good time talking about it, he said that God is our ultimate author. He's the one that has written your story, but so many times we end up becoming the author and writing from our own perspective. So this morning I want to start by sharing a story with you and expand from there. So there was once two sisters that lived in the same house. They were very similar and did very similar things most days. One of them always seemed to have a really good day, while the other sister seemed to always have a really bad day. On the one day, the first sister, on her way to work, uh, when she was on her way to work, all her favourite songs came on the radio and the sun was shining down over the beautiful views and hills, while the other sister ended up stuck in the traffic and she hit every single red light and there was roadworks everywhere. On another occasions, one of the sisters got a job that she really enjoyed, working the environment that she always wanted, while the other sister worked in a smaller place that sometimes had some people that she didn't really like or she didn't get along with, and she had to get up really early for her job. Once again, the first sister was loved, accepted and valued, while the other sister didn't have many friends and was not close with her family. And you might feel that one of the sisters has more luck or she has better days, while the other sister always has bad days. But the truth is that both sisters are the same person. They, are, they represent the same person. You can experience an event and retell it more than one way. You can experience traffic and sunshine at the same time. But it is our choice how we remember the story. You can have a job that brings you income and you enjoy, but then sometimes you might work with people that you don't like and that are all this nice. And in the moment in the morning when you are tired and you have to get up, and you have to uh, get up in the morning, which one are you going to remember? You can feel that you only have a few friends, but the truth is that you are loved, that you are accepted, that you have a future. And every good characteristic of God is inside of you. That is what the author says about you. So those two sisters were actually one person. And you can choose how to look at everything in your life from one perspective or the other. Um, yeah, we choose how to say things. We choose how to retell our story. So let's read in Genesis 35, verse 16 to 18. And it says, Then they moved on from Bethel. While they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife, midwife said to her, Don't despair, for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Oni. But her father, but his father named him Benjamin. So Rachel gave birth to her son, and she went through a lot of pain. And after that, she remembered the pain and called her son Benoni, which means the son of my sorrow. But his dad retold his story. His dad was like, no, this is not what my son is gonna walk around. And he's gonna be called Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. The same sun, the same event, but two different sides to it. Two different ways of telling the son's story. The author of the universe had a plan and a purpose for this baby. And he was not to be walking around believing he was a son of sorrow. There was not God's version of the son's story. So his dad renamed him. And there's a lot in someone's name. And he walked around knowing that he was the son of the right hand, not the son of sorrow. Adam said last week that God is in the retelling the story business, which means he wants to be the author of your story. He has written the story of your life already. It's on the inside of you waiting to come out. So it's up to us if we believe his version of the story. But if you, don't, if you choose not to believe God's version of the story, it doesn't make it any less true. And um, I'm going to share a few Sorry. There are plenty of stories in my life that God has rewritten the stories from. My life. He, you know, plenty of stories that I believed my version, but then God told me his version, as I'm sure he's been for you as well. But I remember at 18 when my parents divorced, and it really affected me. It changed me and my perception of how I saw me and them. But what is really interesting is that I'm from a big family of seven siblings. So 10 years ago, we all went through the same event. It was not God's plan, I know that for sure. His heart is for his children to be loved and not suffer. But we know that life happens and people have their choices. But when that happened, God's version for our story did not change. He still looked at each of us siblings and said, you are loved, you're accepted, you are valued, you are secure, you're significant, you have a future, you have gifts, you have abilities, you're accepted. But through that event, we all each remember different things. We all decided to be the authors of our stories and write our story. The way we saw the event in the past affected the way we lived in the present and the future. So each of us had our version, our own version of the story. Um, and I don't mean a different of what happened. Like the, the divorce itself is a fact. It happened. Like it's a fact. But each of us drew our own conclusions from that event. And not just about the event but about our own futures. You see, some of us interpreted that event as a statement about our own values and worth. Others interpreted it as a statement about marriage. Others about what God was like. One event, one divorce, but our interpretation of that event and what it meant for all of us was different. One event, many stories. So each of my siblings, including myself, had different reactions. You know, one of us was, I'm not loved and I'm not accepted. Another was, it's my fault this happened. Another, marriage sucks, I'll never get married. Another said, I'm not valid because I was not valid through all this. And my own version was, God is not good because he let all this happen. One event, a divorce, but many different stories and conclusions that we each authored, each of of which would only not affect our present, but also our future. Those things that we've said of ourselves we carried them around. These were all versions of our own, not God's version of us. But we started listening to a different author, therefore we believed a different truth. And unless you start listening to the ultimate author, nothing can change. Nothing changed in my life until I started listening to God's voice, to God's version of my story, that I am loved, that I have a future, that I am accepted, that he is good always, no matter what's happening around me, and he wants good things for me. And when I started doing that, my present and my future changed. My mom, that some of you met, she won't mind me sharing this because she's in a different place now, but for her version for the story for many years was, I'm not good enough. I'm not a good wife, I'm not a good mom, I'm worthless. And she believed that for a long time. That's how she remembered the event, that's how she retold the event. And it affected her future for years until she heard something else and chose to believe it. Now that's the key. She heard something else and then chose to believe it. I remember the moment I was with her when we were praying together and she heard this, that God's version of her story is not this. And she just looked at me and she said, yes, it's not true. So it wasn't that she just heard this amazing beautiful word that Monday morning we all forget about. She chose to believe it. And when I asked her, do you want me to pray for you? She said, yes, and we prayed together. And it was an amazing time that we had together. Um, And even now when we talk at times when she feels a little bit down, I remind her that of that time, that what God's version is of her. And what is amazing is that um, we were talking and I just mentioned to her, I was like, in this moment right now, you feel changed, you feel transformed, you feel renewed, you feel restored. But there will still be times when you'll forget this a little bit, so you need to remind yourself of God's version right now. You need to remind yourself of how you feel right now. Write it down if you need to go back to it. And Because we all do this, we have really good times sometimes on a Sunday morning or when we are in fellowship with somebody. And it's amazing, but a few days down the line, a few months down the line, something happens and we forget about it. And you forget how great you felt. You forget how you did believe God's truth about you. So there was a really great time for my mother and I just to like, be, and she reminds me and I remind her, so it's beautiful. Um, she now knows that it's not what God is saying or has ever said of her, which is beautiful. But I think the truth is we all do this all the time. It's not saying that God is seeing something good in the bad that happened to you, because God didn't want that to happen to you in the first place. His heart towards you is always filled with love and good things. He isn't thinking, oh, let's let this bad thing happen to them because they'll learn from it. They'll come out of it stronger. No, that is not the God that I know. The God that I know loves me so much and doesn't want anything to happen to me. And when it happens, his heart breaks for me and with me. And then he's there alongside of me and he loves me and he changes me. But he doesn't let things horrible things to happen so I can become stronger. There will not be a very loving father. The father that I know loves me no matter what, even when some of the things that happen are the results of my own choice. The truth is that the past cannot be changed because it already happened. So many times I have sat thinking if there would be a time travel machine, where would I go, what would I do? But this wasted time because the past has happened. I can't change it as much as I want to, I can't change it. I can't change the past, but we can change, and I can change, how to allow the past to influence my thinking about the present and the future. That's what we mean when we talk about God renewing everything. But when things happen and we let that event or events define us and we write our own story, it doesn't make God's version any less true. His words stand true through everything, no matter what. Which I think that is amazing, because God is true through everything. Even when I don't believe it, even when I tell him, or when I have my moments of anger or upset or sorrow or sadness, he is still true, he is still good. When you believe his version, we become changed, we become restored. Which means you can go and restore somebody else which is amazing that we have this um, banner just in time. Because restored people restore people. We go on a journey of changing and believing God's version in different areas and aspects of our lives. I know in myself there are plenty of things that I still believe my own version of, and I still try to be the author of them. But at the same time, there are plenty of things and areas in my life that I have come to believe God's story for it. I've come to this place where I let him write the story, I let him be the author, and he has changed me and has changed my future. For example, I used to believe my own version about who I am and my significance. My version was always that I don't have anything special on the inside of me, that God didn't give me any special gifts or abilities, that I'm not significant in who I am, which is not true. And in time, I had to work on that. I had to learn to not hear that voice that said those things, and I had to learn to hear God's voice. And I had to learn to hear his voice that says that I am significant, that I am unique, that he knew me and loved me before I was in my mother's womb, that he has placed good things inside of me. He has placed abilities and gifts. I now know the gifts and talents that he has placed inside of me. And I work on bringing those things everywhere I go. I work on them, I develop them, because God has placed them inside of me. Which means I can now go and help other people in these areas. In these areas that I have been changed and restored, I can go and help other people. In the areas that that I still need work on, I have other people to help me. I can restore someone else in the way I have been restored. And they can go further and help other people. Meanwhile, I carry on getting changed and restored. And this is how it's meant to be. It's kind of like a, a wave of restored people, restoring other people, restoring other people, and restoring other people, which is God's image of heaven on earth in a way, because it's not meant to happen when we get there. It's meant to happen right now. We're meant to be restored right now. We're meant to restore other people right now, and they're meant to restore other people right now. I know for sure that when I tell the story of my parents' divorce, it's not the same story I used to tell a few years back. And I'm sure my mother is the same. The story that she tells now, it's a beautiful one, of restoration, redeeming, renewing and reconciliation. Which is amazing, because the event has not changed. The event of 10 years ago, it's the same, but the story that we tell now are amazing, and they bring restoration to other people. They might be going for the same thing. I saw this quote a few days ago, and it really made me think about it, and it says, whatever you believe with conviction becomes your reality, whether or not it's true or false. Which means whatever story you write and tell yourself becomes your reality. If all you say and all you believe is that you have no value, that you are not loved, that you don't have a future, that you're not accepted, that will become your reality. And I'm not trying to say that I'm speaking that over you, but it will become your reality because that's all you'll see around you. You will see that in everything and everyone you encounter. You will not see everything else that God has placed inside of you and around you. Because you are seeing everything through these glasses of I am not loved, I'm not accepted, therefore everything that will happen will reflect that. But if you believe God's truth about you, everywhere you go, in everything you see, that is what you'll notice. That is what will come out of you and your speech and your actions. Whatever you believe with conviction becomes your reality, whether or not it's true or false. The truth is that when God isn't the author, someone else has to be. You hear and believe another voice, and that voice is always a lesser voice than the voice of God. It will never work out better when it's a different voice than the Father. It's sometimes your own voice that you tell yourself, or it can be someone else. We sometimes let other people write our story as well. We let them them and give them authority to write our story by believing the things they say. Things that don't align, align with what God says of you. There will be people in your life that echo God's voice, and there will be people in your life that don't reflect the truth. And we believe them, and we let them become the authors. we, We all might have those people sometimes in our lives that speak, it can be a friend, it can be a family, it can be media, but if you believe what they say, then you let them become the author. You don't even... You know, It's not even you saying those things about, some, about yourself, it's somebody else and you just believe it, therefore they become the author of you. This next slide, uh, this next um, quote that I found was, it says, surround yourself with those who seek greatness within you, even when you don't see it yourself. And that is beautiful because that's how it's meant to be. Yes, we, it's great to have friends. It's great to have people around you to help you to help you move, to help you this. But I want people around me that see the greatness in me when I don't see it. People that don't put me down. People that love me. People that lift me up. People that encourage me. Because when I have people like that around me, then I can be an, a person like that for somebody else around me. To finish, I want to ask you a few questions. In what areas of your life are you still writing your story? Or are you letting somebody else write it for you? In what areas of your life are you not believing God's story? In what area of your life do you need to let the author write it for you? If you need to be reminded of what the author writes about you, then surround yourself with people that echo that. Surround yourself with his words. Surround yourself with his presence. Um, A few weeks ago, Adam gave out those declarations uh, if you don't have one, I'm sure we can get some more. that says, I'm significant, I'm secure, I'm accepted. And they are amazing declarations, and they are so powerful. And I read them every time I remember, uh, every time I need a reminder of what the author says about me. Every time I don't quite feel secure or significant or accepted, I read those, and I'm like, yes, that is true. Only yesterday, I just... I had a lovely morning and the sun was out and, and I came home and for some very random reason I just felt so down and all I wanted was to just sit on the sofa and maybe watch TV, maybe fall asleep, just not really think. And I was like, no, this is not what I'm going to do. I need to be reminded of who I am, of this is the day that God has made for me. This day will never come again. And I've got myself, even though on one side I was so... I don't know, tired and not determined to do anything. On well, one side I was like, no, I'm going to fight this feeling. And So I got myself out in the garden, I wrote all the things down, I reminded myself, and then I read these declarations, and then I went and cleaned the car, because I'm like, I need to do something, I can't let this feeling overtake me. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I knew for me in that moment was just a moment of, oh, let every thought overwhelm me and numb me. I'm like, no. I am getting up, I got in the car, I open all those, put some music, clean all the car. I felt amazing at the end because I achieved something and I didn't let that feeling. So what are you doing when you can't remember? What are you doing to remind yourself? So just leaving you with this question, thinking about it.